0: Up, awesome dads. This is Mark Savon. Welcome to Act Dad, the Awesome Dad Show. I have an amazing episode tonight, and it is all about sports. It is all about getting your kids involved with sports, the importance of coaching, and a lot of the challenges that are important for kids to face. Well, as kids. So, this is gonna be a great episode. I'm gonna be talking with a youth sports director. If you get any value out of this episode, please make sure that you subscribe and leave a review. That really helps me to reach more and more fathers with the message of the Awesome Dad movement. And also make sure you get a chance to check out the Awesome Dad group over on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, type in ActaDad, and join the Awesome Dad group. It's an amazing community full of some really, really great people. And with all that being said, let's start the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I've got an awesome episode here today. Today I'm interviewing a really cool guest he is the director of a youth sports league down here in south florida he is what i would like to consider a professional cat wrangler and we'll get into how that is true here in a few minutes he's an awesome dad of two and an all-around great guy um i got the chance to meet this gentleman about a year ago when i enrolled my daughter in soccer and it was a blast i want to tell you all about it this is going to be a great show with no further ado i bring you mr justin chereznick Hey, Mark, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. I think you're going to be able to give us a lot of behind-the-scenes info on what it's like to be in youth sports. Youth sports is something that I believe really strongly, and I think it's really, really powerful to get your kids into youth sports. And you as the father or parent to also get involved in some aspects as well. So I can't wait to get into that. Absolutely. So before we get into the meat and potatoes, tell us a little bit about yourself, Justin. How did you find yourself? How did you become the director of a youth sports league? How did we get there?
1: Uh, so I I mean, so I grew up in Coral Springs, uh, the son of a local pediatrician. So I grew up playing sports competitively, um, played through high school and kind of stopped right before college. Um, and for a similar reason that most kids are stopping playing At an earlier age now, it it really wasn't fun anymore. I wanted to go to college and enjoy college rather than put in all the hard work to continue playing that sport. Right In my day job here, I left the mortgage industry after about a decade, I'm sorry, the insurance industry. So I was in the insurance industry and I didn't really love my job and I think it was time for a change. My my wife had noticed that I was unhappy, Um, kids start to notice you're unhappy. and. You know, uh, I, I was coaching my son in t-ball and kind of looking around and, uh, and kind of realized that I-9 Sports was a franchise. I really, I really liked what they were all about and how they were doing their you know, running their programs. Um, and, and honestly, like the third season I was coaching, just kind of had this epiphany of, you know, Hey, let me look into this and see, you know, see what, what's more to it. How can I get more involved? Cause if there's a way for me to do that, you know, what better way to get out of something that you don't love uh, than to try and take over something, you know, where you enjoy it and have a passion for it and can really make a difference in, in some lives. Um, for me, ultimately just each question less led to the next one where I really didn't expect to get past the first conversation. And um, honestly, it happened really fast in a matter of like three or four months we went from uh you know zero to 100 and uh awesome. you know, looking back it's been about a year now so a little over a year it's fantastic so i think that you
0: you did something that's really important in, in that you took care of yourself and and that's something that a lot of dads forget to do Is hey if you can identify that you're unhappy or unfulfilled doing something you have to find ways to be happy right because if oh, you're absolutely. not happy
1: no one can be happy around you right no i mean look at that that's uh, you know i knew i wasn't happy for a lot longer than you know my wife and my family but you know when it starts affecting them in such a way where they look at you and say hey look you know we know you're miserable you know whatever it is that you need to do to kind of to to not be miserable right to be happy because that's not my personality i'm a happy fun loving guy so you know you come home you're miserable you wake up and you're miserable you know, everybody says, oh, that was such a big, you know, like a big, big jump for you. I mean, it was, but I was miserable. So, so you know, some had to give at some point. So um, I just feel very blessed to have found the opportunity to be able to work. Like I said, work with kids in sports. It's like my worst day at this is is far better than most of my best days in insurance. So. It's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful thing. So... One of the things that I
0: think is interesting as well that you said is you were actually coaching before you ended up deciding, hey, this is something that I might want to pursue, being a director of all these cats running in every different direction and wrangling them together, right? So what was your coaching experience like leading up to your director status?
1: So I, um, I I love coaching, right? I, I, my dad coached me growing up. Um, like I said, I played, you know, competitively from three, you know, all the way through high school. And um, the truth is that my dad taught me the things that we preach now, you know, 35 years ago, right? Um, all the kids get to play, all the kids get an opportunity to play the same, you know, the positions, you know, it's not just the coach's kids and the best kids. You know, all the stuff, you know, get out there, try and play different sports, right? Sample different sports. I played all different sports all the way up until I got to high school and made the decision to stick with baseball. Um, You know, all the stuff that we really believe in as an organization and and honestly, what like the United States Olympics Committee and, you know, the Aspen Institute stuff, all all these research is coming back saying, look, you know, these kids don't need to be ridden so hard so early. Quite frankly, they say up until the age of 12, they should be in the discovery stage. So for me, coaching was was, was something that I enjoyed. Um, doing it in this organization made it even more fun because I think as you know, seeing some coaches are, are a little bit better or more devoted than others you know, a little bit more hands-on, a little bit more willing to to get dirty and and play with the kids versus kind of get through the time. And those are the guys that we want. Those are the guys that we want to have out there because they want want to be out there. They enjoy it. It's it's about the kids. It's not like, it's not a burden, right? Um, Because it's not easy herding those cats sometimes. It's a little bit frustrating, especially with the three and four-year-olds. Yeah, I know when, when I first started coaching my
0: daughter, I was gung-ho about, him. like, I've got this curriculum. I got this plan. I'm going to line them up over here. It's They're going to be one time. in. it I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise the next Ronaldo over here. It's going to be beautiful. And I want to be the only coach. And I get out there, and I've got one kid chasing dragonflies. My daughter's heading, booking it to the playground. I got another kid rolling in the net. I'm like, I'm sure glad that not only are these other parents here, but the I-9 sports guys are here to kind of help, like, Keep the keep the herd together, you know. That was yeah, helpful. I mean, I
1: mean, look, I think it's, a, it's I think it's a, a communication thing, right? And any good any good business, right? It's communication, right? Communicating with the coaches, kind of, you know, we kind of let you guys know what you're in for ahead of time. We try to give you the details and stuff, but you know, you don't know until you get out there exactly what you said. You could know, be more than prepared, and you walk out there, and it's like, oh, great. What, the four year olds don't want to listen to me. I mean, they're not listening to their own parents and they're not going to listen to me. So, um, but that's, you know, that's, that's why we do it the way we do it. It's all, we try and find ways to bring them in and make it more fun. Right. Not all about, you know, the soccer drills. Um, you know, how can we reel in the three and four year olds and get them engaged to stay in the box and chase the ball around if nothing else. Right. Um, sure. So it's all about kind of getting with the parents ahead of time and say, look, you know, we're not out here to raise Ronaldo at three, four, five, even six, eight, right? You know, we're out here to teach these kids to play with one another, sportsmanship, you know, teamwork, things like that. In addition to, you know, kicking the ball on the net. So do you find that the kids that are
0: typically enrolling in the various sports, you guys do a lot of different sports too, right? Like soccer, football, baseball, do you guys basketball. do basketball, basketball? Mm-hmm. So you're doing all a lacrosse program too. Awesome. So you got all these, you're hitting all these major team sports, right? Do you find that a lot of the kids that have joined have experience in them or are interested in them? Or do you find kids from all walks of life joining the I-9 Sports League?
1: We get, um, so we get a lot of early ones because we start earlier in the City Leagues. You know, we start kids at three and four in soccer and t-ball. Um, so in that regard, obviously we're getting them when they're new, um, sure. but we get plenty of kids at five, six, seven eight nine ten even who haven't played or played very little um they want to try it out you know are we you know our format is the way that it is for a reason right it's one day a week it's you know depending on the age group from an hour to an hour and a half you know we're all busy man we got stuff going on they're doing right. kin- they're doing homework in kindergarten and first grade already forget the ones that have ballet and dance and all the other things oh and mom and dad working and everything else so yeah um we do get a good a good mix right um we get a lot of kids that play in the city league and then when their city league's over they don't have anywhere else to go and play until the next you know the next year. I remember soccer. You play for you know once a year, and you wait eight months, or you go play the next sport that was available. Right? That was you know that's how they got you to sample sports back then. Was they, you didn't have a choice if you wanted to play. You played what was available. I think what we do is is great because seven weeks at a time. You know, kid doesn't like it. You can still kind of teach them about commitment and, and teamwork and committed to the team. Right? Seven weeks. You don't like it. We can move on. Right? Whether it's to a different I nine sport or to a different sport entirely. We have some kids who don't love team sports and they're. They're just not gonna, but that doesn't mean they can't play golf or go bowling or swimming and other things you know that are out there. Well, I think it's important as fathers
0: that we're constantly pushing our kids to try new things, especially in these formative years. Because frankly, they I don't think kids really know what they like or know what they want to do, they've, they've got to try different things, they've got to taste different activities, right? Um, so I think it's really positive to get kids into different athletics and, and different team atmospheres. Like you said, not only are you teaching them uh, social skills, but you're teaching them how to overcome challenges, how to uh, follow directions, how to follow what yeah, you like, I like <laughs> it, for all you podcast listeners. He's got a huge smile on his face. As soon as I said, uh, how to listen to directions because, well, yeah, once you're a coach, you'll, you'll understand that a little bit more, but every father can, uh, can uh, coalesce that man it's it's hard to get a a, a toddler to listen to directions man.
1: it's oh tough. man yeah well the, i guess the one fun thing about being a coach is it's really funny when you get you know you get that red shirt on there the that are not your own tend to look up to and listen to you fairly easily right the yeah. younger ones are a little bit harder but once you get to like four, five, six, they they're out and, oh hey coach hey coach you know whatever I, what can i do however whatever right you yeah, know but my kids you know off yeah dad whatever you know right <laughs> Right. But
0: I think that's a cool thing too for your kid to see, okay, this is how my dad interacts with other kids and children. And I think they kind of vibe off that. I think they say, okay, well, if this is the way that my role model, my father, treats my peers, this is probably the way
1: that I should treat my peers as well. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, look, and that's, I learned it from my dad. Um, My dad's still involved. You see my dad out at the fields every week, you know, whether it's partially watching my, kids play, but it's also partially checking out the, you know, checking out the little operation we got going on because I told him, I said, I'm not going to medical school. I'm not going to take over your pediatrics office, but I think I found (laughs) another way to kind of extend that legacy with the youth in the community. So,
0: yeah, and it's really good. I think it's a really cool thing about getting involved in a a sports league like this is you get to meet a lot of other parents and families that are interested in the same thing, the same things that you are and uh, improving your kids, giving them uh, a better opportunity of life Right, there's so much good value. Um, What age do you think is the right age to enroll your kids in a sports league like this? What's the right age?
1: Um, So obviously, I'm going to say three and four was when we start. uh, So look, all all, everything that we do, all of our programs, they're they're put together by and designed by professionals, right? So um, you know, three and four for soccer, who might argue with the professionals, right? And it's not easy. I mean, it's not, but I also believe that it's incredibly beneficial to get those kids out there and get them started because it's all about the expectation right if you expect to put your three-year-old out there and have them go play the game of soccer it's it's not that's not for you that's not real that's not reality right putting them out there and getting them to go through those bumps that you go through when introducing a young child to something new, right? Getting them accustomed to being around the other kids, getting them to interact with the other kids, listen to the coaches versus the parents, not run to mom on the sideline, simple little behavioral things, forget the, you know, the fine motor skill development and all the other stuff that comes along with it. So the earlier, the better, as long as the expectations are set, Right, I mean, there's people who there are programs that start even earlier than me, like soccer shots and stuff like that. Right, you know, they do it at two, and they do drill. They're great program as well, right? It's just it's a totally different animal. I mean, god, uh, I mean, you look them, at and they got the patience to deal with two-year-olds. That's hard. Three and four is hard enough. So yeah, um, you know, it's just what do you really want? At two, what do you really get in there? I mean, at that point, you're I think you're doing fine motor skill type stuff, right? Right. And then it's age appropriate, too. So flag football, we start at four. You know, basketball, we don't start till five. But that's more of a product of being able to get the ball to the hoop. You could start them earlier than that. You know, we have some kids who play with that out in the court. And they're like, hey, my three-year-old can go run circles around the six-year-old. So, okay. You know, who am I yeah. to say you can't play, right? And, you know, I, the more kids that are involved, the better. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what we care about, right? Get the kids out there. Get the kids active.
0: Yeah. Get them out there, get them having fun, getting them engaged. And that's another thing I think is really important about getting dads out there. And so that brings me to, I guess, my next question in that how many dads are actually showing up or is it just like the moms are bringing the kids and they're over reading their tablets? How many dads are actually getting involved, getting engaged? We yeah, got a lot of dads out there.
1: I have to say, I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised. Families in general, right? We get a lot of mom and dads, we get a lot of grandparents, aunts and uncles. Um, yep. you know, I don't know if it's the atmosphere, you know, that that we kind of institute out there where it's, you know, you know, my staff is instructed, you say hello to everybody, you high five every kid more than one, you know. Nobody walks by. You have a smile on your face. Look, if you can't be out here and have a good time, there's plenty of other people who can and would. Um, yeah. Because, you know, this isn't going to be the most lucrative job that you've ever had, but it's probably going to be the most fun job you've ever had. I mean, working with kids and seeing the smiles on their face, look, that's the payoff. Getting out there on the weekends, seeing the kids playing, all the other stuff that goes to, get, you know, putting it all together. I want to be out there on the weekends. You know, right. I don't see the kids smiling, having a good time. I want to be the one out there giving them high fives. So, and from my
0: experience, all the coaches were really cool too. Like, it wasn't like super and no. I mean there was some competitiveness, but it wasn't like yeah kill maim conquer
1: right yeah no we you know and again i think that's again communication and setting the expectations i mean we we have the coaches meetings ahead of time you know the guy we get about half the coaches show up to those coaches meetings but that's mostly because the other half have done it before and probably don't you know it's really about setting that tone and that culture and then you know on opening day of every season we walk around and talk to all the parents and groups and kind of set the tone and say this is what we're about this is where we are if you you don't like it you have a question a concern or whatever please you know let me know because yeah, I'd rather know about it and, and have the opportunity to try and fix it and rectify it than find you week six, you know, cursing, screaming and unhappy. Do you ever run
0: into that where, you know, parents or coaches are getting really heated? I mean, look, in the in the little toddlers,
1: I, I have a hard time believing that that occurs too much. but um, very, li- very little. I mean, we've had a couple instances. Um, I think one was soccer, one was basketball, but it's all – Look, in the end, it's all silly, petty stuff because I mean, I had one guy who got really heated. He was yelling and screaming. Um, I wasn't at the venue that day, Um, but I heard all about it. And the guy sent me an email telling me how, you know, he wants his money back and this that the other. And I'm like, well, okay, that's the easy answer for me, right? You go away. I give your money back and have a nice day. I said, but what about your son? Your son having a good time out there? And he said, yeah, he's really mad at me because I'm pulling him out of this and so after he was done kind of letting me have it for a few minutes i said well what about you know what about him you know because this is an easy situation you didn't have to lose it out on the field all you had to do was say look my son's not being challenged can we move him up in age group and everything would be all, all great, but you went off on everybody out there now and it's a j- big, massive problem. Long story short, this ended way better than I ever anticipated. He went back, you know, went back the following week, apologized, kind of hugged it out with the guys and ultimately ended up being a coach the following season. So, wow. uh, yeah, so, I mean, look, everybody has a bad day. Um, reflexively, I want to kind of say, yeah, you're not welcome to come back because that's easier, but I usually try and, and, and wait a day or two, let them cool off. And then, you know, it's about the kid in the end, right? So you know I, i'll say i'm really impressed with the way that you handled that situation
0: because for for a few reasons but the big one is that when the kid sees his dad going off and losing it you, you're you're what you're doing is you're training your kid you're you're teaching your kid that this is how we act mm-hmm. right when, when we don't get what we want we yell and we scream and we curse and we do all this stuff which is just not a healthy way of handling things you don't like right i think most people agree with that but for you to be able to chat with him and talk with him and say, hey, I understand your concern with him him being challenged. How can we challenge him more? How can we help your son be to that level that you want him to be at and working together for the solution that he ends up becoming a coach himself? I mean, yes. and now his kid sees, OK, my dad lost it. But then he came back and he real and he
1: apologized and, and they made made up for it. Uh, that was an important piece of the agreement with him for me was for him to make sure that when he came back to the field that the kids in particular saw that he reached out to the father who he kind of got into it with and that the other coach, you know, and I had a similar situation in basketball and and fortunately both I can probably you know I've been doing it for a little over a year so about five five full seasons now. You know, I've had two instances where it's been like that, but you always get the crazy ones too, who you know, mad at you because the you know it rained last night and the field's not this and you know, but, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, please everybody. You
0: know? Maybe one day you'll be in a dome, right? One day, one day. But but I will say that, like, I think out of all the things you do, just those two, that just that that one example, you may have changed the course of that kid's life by seeing oh, his I, dad I lose and so. come back. I mean, I might be overstating it a bit, but kids are so. I mean, they, 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 they they need to see the way their father acts. I just think it's so important to, for them to see that. So Justin, I have a question for you to kind of segue a little bit for dads who maybe have never coached before thinking about
1: coaching. What's the value to them for being a coach? Oh man, I can't tell you how rewarding it is for me. Um, Regardless of my child, you know, I've coached many teams where my kids not even playing just because of what I do now, if you enjoy it and you, you know, you care even a little bit, Um, you know, just seeing the progression and, you know, the overwhelming majority of the kids that we deal with are are eight and under, definitely 10 and under, but we probably have 90% of our kids are are, are eight and under. These kids are all about having fun and enjoying life. And um, for me to be able to be some, you know, like I said, you put that red shirt on, they immediately look up to you. They wanna listen to you. They want to eat everything you feed them, right? You know, it doesn't even matter if it's right go run a hundred yards just to run a hundred yards. Okay, coach. <laughs> right. You know, so for me, it, it's all about working with the kids and, you know, getting to see them progress and to see the smiles on their face when, you know, perfect. I'm a big baseball guy, right. I, I like coaching baseball in particular, we coach pitch division off and get myself involved in. And, you know, we start off with, you know, the kids, some of them can't hit the coach pitch. We pull the tee out, let them hit off the tee, you know, by week three, four, five, these kids are hitting the pitches. You know, this, this sense of accomplishment and the, the gratification that you can see all over their face um is incredibly rewarding and again that's not my own kid right obviously it's even more so when you can see this happen with your own kid but but for me it's it's really it's just that interaction with with having the ability to change a child's life whether it's one child or all of the children on the team for me that's what it's about You know, and, you know, we need more good coaches, honestly. We need more people who just – and to be a good coach, honestly, it doesn't really have anything to do with knowledge of the sport per se, right, Um, especially with these younger age groups. Um, You know, it's really more about your desire and willingness to interact with the kids. Um, Yeah. You know, we can can teach you drills and teach you how to, you know, play the sport and teach the kids the game. That's the easy part. It's, uh, you know, your ability to disseminate that information and interact with the kids. I mean, I think more so than anything, it's just going out there – you know, maybe
0: drinking a couple cups of coffee, getting out there, and just putting your game face on. And yeah, like yeah. you said, it's it's not so much about uh, your your technical knowledge of the sport. It's just about getting excited. Like, yeah. I mean, we spent a decent amount of time when I was coaching my daughter, who's who's now three. We spent a decent amount of time just like playing um, freeze tag or red light green light or duck goose. I mean, absolutely, exactly. It, just these simple things like. Like following directions. I mean, obviously we kicked a lot of soccer balls and we trampled the opponents at every opportunity mercilessly. At all costs. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we, you know, it was just it was just, it was just a fun experience. So I definitely think that any dad out there that you can set it. That's one of the cool things I like about I-9 is it's one day a week, right? So you don't have to jot out like once or tw- twice a week for practice and then game day. It's we go out there, we practice for a half hour, then we play for
1: a half hour, then and then it's breakfast time. Yeah, so absolutely. And look, we, we try to make it easy. We send practice plans to all the coaches. One of the things, one of the really cool things I just got back from our national convention a couple weeks ago, you know, I mentioned before the, the U.S. Olympic Committee and the Aspen Institute um, We're fairly heavily in bed with them because they believe in everything that we're doing philosophically. Um, they have a great new app and a website out there called How to Coach Kids. Um, anybody who's interested or even thinking about the possibility of coaching. I recommend checking out that app. We're actually building it into our system to be our coaches training, um, but I've made all my staff go and watch it even if they've already done this for a long time and they're really good at it and asked all the coaches that I've come in contact with prior to the season to, to download and check this app out. It's about 15 or 20 minutes to run through the course and it's unbelievable. Um, it's really incredibly helpful and it really sheds light on, on how things should be done with kids in youth sports and how, and how to translate the information to them in a way that they'll really enjoy and keep it fun for them. I
0: think that's, A, that's probably one of the most important things is getting them out there, ha- making sure that the kid is having fun so that they continue going back for more. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's it's really important for dads to, to do things like this because – uh, more so than anything, when when you're out there on the field and you're coaching, you're dealing with all these different situations. It's 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 almost helping you. You're going into an uncomfortable situation, and over the course of the season, you become more comfortable. Kids look up to you and they say, "Oh, Coach Mark, or Coach Justin, or Coach what have you." And uh, it, it, I think I think it's really positive for for everyone all around. So. I, I would encourage any father out there, regardless of whether you've ever picked up a soccer ball, never touched the ball with your hands. That's rule number one. But if it, regardless of whether you've played a team sport before, I, I couldn't encourage you enough to get involved with coaching your kids. It's it's a really powerful thing uh, that, you, that you can embark on. A lot of really good stuff there. So what are the, the things that – you find most challenging uh personally about coaching what are some of the things do you find personally about coaching justin
1: um i mean i think it's the stuff that everybody kind of i think it's the stuff everybody kind of is worried about right the, how do i tell another parents kids what to do and you know how much you know how how hard can i push um are the parents going to be rude or not like what i have to say or do but honestly i think you know kind of a little bit along the lines of what you said, right? Even if you've never done it, after you've done it for a little bit, you start to get comfortable. And I think if you're out there with the right intentions and you're out there to, you know, a you care and you want to be out there and you are kind of doing your best. Like everybody's a volunteer parent out there, right? I mean, we're out there to do this for, for our kids, right? To have a good time and hopefully, you know, have a positive experience. You know, I I think that, that that makes a big difference. And for what it's worth, the majority of our coaches that are out there are, Fathers um, you know when we're recruiting them uh, all the you know making all those phone calls the first person that we call on the list uh, for good or for bad right this day and age right the first person we're calling is dad because more often than not dad says yes yeah I think I think that's that's awesome. I want to ask you another question here
0: it's something that i've I've thought about a lot and and being in a sports director, you probably give this some, some consideration as well trophies right <laughs> so what is up with trophies? It seems like nowadays, no matter whether you're a winner or you're a loser, you're getting a trophy, right? So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that the age matters or what, what are your thoughts
1: on eighth place trophies? Let's. I mean, I think you just I think you just hit that nail on the head. I think the age matters, right? I think when we're talking about three, four, five, six, seven, right? participation trophy everybody gets a trophy that's great awesome it's almost more like a, a completion an accomplishment than than it is a champion right we do every kid gets a trophy in our league um again 90 percent of our kids are 10 and under so the first thing that i wanted to do when i took this over was to drive those older age divisions right to where we can get it to where there's four teams and by older age divisions i mean like eight to ten and then ten to thirteen because I do believe in competition. And while I do, while well, every child will still get a trophy in that league, you can then have first, second, third place trophies. So yeah, what we pride ourselves on, right? Is age appropriate competition, age appropriate programming. And, you know, up until the age of, you know, everybody is going to give you your own, their own number, right? What the Olympic committee says is up to the age of 12 is the discovery phase, right? The kids should be playing and doing and seeing everything. Now. My kid's not gonna be playing you know non-competitively till the age of twelve because he's probably gonna I'm not he's gonna hurt somebody right like there comes a point where you know when the kid's good enough you want to put them somewhere where they kind of they can kind of go and continue to grow but that being said, I think there's a time and place for that and I certainly don't and I certainly think that you know before eight and under um you want to rah rah reward them i mean we get we do the sportsmanship value of the week where a kid gets the medal each week right and that's you know trying to instill the sports you know whether it's listening or honor or respect right and the kid that best exemplifies that gets the medal um but that comes back to communication too with the coaches and the parents because this is the first week the first kid gets a medal all the other kids go screaming and crying and you know we said that hey look you know Coaches, this is how it's going to be. Parents, every kid's going to get a medal. We just, we need you to work with us when your kid doesn't get the medal that week. Tell them, you know, do the right thing as a parent, right? Encourage them to work hard next week. Pay attention to the word, you know, and work hard and you'll get the medal next week. So, um, but we do give every kid a sticker, right? Because 789, you know, it's amazing, right? We want them to leave happy. We want them to leave on a positive note and have, you know, leaving that experience and wanting to come back next week. The stickers, so, yeah. I'll tell you what, the stickers are a huge
0: hit. Those kids, I don't know what it is about a sticker, but those kids go nuts for stickers. It's oh, crazy. funny story too. I made a mistake week one. I bust out the stickers at the end of the game, and I and a kid comes up to me and says, and I I I made this very simple mistake. I said, which color do you want? And I learned very quickly that you can't ask them all which color do they want because everyone wants green or everyone wants blue. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was a that was
1: a. Uh, a deep moment for me. <laughs> well, and then, and then the best part is you have to remember to take the stickers off the shirt. Cause I don't know about you, but my kid's uniform has like four stickers, you know, washed onto them from yeah. uh, the good news is that they're reversible. So, right. You only get half of them. You don't end up with the whole season's worth. Right, That's, uh, Man, the stickers. Um, but yeah, I, I
0: think, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there as far as what the, the Olympic committee and everyone's saying. Like, I think, up until age 10 to 12 you want to try to be as inclusive as possible for the kids you want them to feel like okay i'm working towards something I, I think a participation trophy is okay at that point but if you really want to push your kid and maybe get them into something more serious i think
1: there should be options there too right absolutely, absolutely. Um, and there are that's, you know, that's the city leagues are there i mean look There's a place for, look, I-9 is not a a one size fits all for everybody, right? I mean, um, you know, what we do, we do very well, but, you know, we're not going to be your three days a week practice and show up in two games, right? That's just not what we are. We're never going to be that, even in our older age groups and age divisions, right? But there are plenty of places down the road and I'm happy to recommend them to people. So, you know, I don't necessarily view these other programs as as our competition so much as I, I view them as other options for people. You know, I refer people to the first tee all the time uh, for golf and, you know, the various tennis clinics around town. So as far as I'm concerned, at the end of the day, I just want the kid, as, again, as many kids playing as sports as possible, that it, it has such a tremendous value in life. Agreed. All, all, I'm I'm definitely with you. It's all about
0: fun. I actually was talking with the dad at a playground a few weeks ago because he said, oh, my kid can do whatever she wants. It's all good. She can do whatever she wants. As long as she does jujitsu three days a week till age 18. And I'm thinking to myself, like, hmm, you realize she might, like, you might drive her to hate jujitsu by doing that, you know? Well, that's so- why
1: you say that, because that's this, the soccer story that I was telling you about the father who ended up coaching. This the kid was four years old, he was better than everybody else. And, yep. What we asked him to do, he kept getting out in front, right? We always have the one kid who's better. You know, he runs off and scores five straight goals, right? You know, take the ball, go, take the ball, go, take the ball, go. What do you do there, right? You ask the kid to pull back a little bit, play some defense, pass the ball once or twice before scoring. Right, we can tell him don't score, but, you know, let's pull you back. Learn and be, some other skills. Uh, get some of the other kids involved, right? Teach you to, you know, be a soccer player. Um, and that's when dad lost it. And he said, you know, my, you know, I'm training my son to be a striker and you can't tell him not to score goals and this, that, the other. So um, this is pretty much what he laid into me about for 10 minutes. And that's when I kind of stopped for a second. And I just kind of told him what I personally believe, which is, and by the way, the statistics say that 70% of kids quit playing sports by the age of 12 because it stops being fun. Yeah. it doesn't stop being fun because the game isn't fun anymore right um yeah you know, it's the parents and the coaches so i just kind of asked him then about his kid how much he enjoyed it and he said yes and i said well if you keep riding him like this there's a really good chance you're not going to get to see him play high school ball so that's kind of what had him kind of shut down for a minute and kind of realize and stop and then he came back and he actually thank you so much for kind of putting that perspective out there and i didn't really ever think about it like that and you know i'm still going to coach the crap out of my kid but you know but i can at least see it from that perspective and 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 think about it a little bit more. So that's awesome. Well Justin, I really appreciate you taking a few
0: minutes out of your busy cat wrangling day to chat with me. I'm just really excited that we could have this conversation because I think the more kids we get in sports, the more dads we get into coaching, the better the world is going to be. Uh, I just think there's so many positives. And we just t- kind of touched the tip of the iceberg on some of these issues. So before we close out, I just want to pass the mic over to you one more time and say, hey, if you've got any parent out there who's been thinking about getting his
1: kid into a sport but not sure about it, what would you tell them? I Look, I mean, on a, from a personal standpoint, reach out to me anytime you want, right? Via Instagram, via Facebook, you- my, my cell phone number I'm not hard to find it's all over our website so you know reach out to me I, I'm happy to answer any questions because I like like you said I mean the more kids we can get out there and more importantly the more more dads parents even but but yeah specifically dads coaching we need more good coaches I mean that's that if we have more good coaches the kids are going to want to keep playing longer because the good coaches yeah. are the ones who keep it fun so yeah
0: and where can we find you at uh, i 9 sports Broward? Where can we find uh, you at, Justin?
1: i9sports.com, uh, Northwest Broward. And on Instagram, we're at i 9 is 84 Love it. I'll put that down in the show notes for anyone
0: who is interested and wants some links. So, Justin, without further ado, thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your busy day. This was a great conversation. And if we could get one extra dad and one extra kid out there on the field, I would be happy. I'd be happy about that. So thank you very much. Couldn't agree more, Mark. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your busy schedule to listen to the Act Dad, the Awesome Dad Show. If you have not already, make sure that you subscribe. Please make sure that you subscribe, leave a positive review. I really appreciate it. It helps us to reach more awesome dads and bring you more quality interviews, more quality content. And if you have any questions, you have any input, hey, hop on over to Act Dad over on Facebook, check it out and make sure that you go sign up for the Act Dad newsletter over on www.actdad.com. With all that being said, have an awesome week. This has been another episode of Act Dad, the Awesome Dad show, and I appreciate your support. Peace.